This is the Wally Show podcast with Wally, Gavin, and me, Betty Rock. You can always find us at wayfm.com slash Wally or stream us live every weekday morning through the WayFM app. The Wally Show podcast is brought to you by Colorado Christian University Online, where Wally teaches and where you can earn a degree online just like Betty Rock. You can learn more at ccu.edu slash Wally. This podcast is also brought to you by United Faith Mortgage. Let their direct lender advantage save you time and money. Uplifting WayFM. Here's what's going on today. We're still seeing the repercussions from the pandemic, mainly with the inflated prices yes. on items. Take, for instance, McDonald's. The average price of a Big Mac is $5.15. That is 22% of an upcharge from pre-pandemic days. Here's what I will say about McDonald's. First of all, you've gotten me riled up right now. <laughs> Here's In- so yes, inflation at fast food is crazy to me. It is, because you walk away. If you pay for yourself and someone else, it's in the 20s. Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah. Like, we went to Chipotle. Not Chipotle. Uh, that's too expensive. Moe's. Moe's. $29 for my wife and I. That's and we, insane. And, like, we literally got nothing extra like no craziness okay i did have bacon on my thing which i didn't know was an upcharge uh but it's it's gotten out of hand yeah the one thing about mcdonald's the saving grace about mcdonald's is they at least have a dollar menu where you could still eat like a chicken sandwich and fries that's not the best thing but it's three bucks that is true but if you'll notice on the dollar menu everything is like a a smaller portion yeah yeah, it's not as big as it once was that uh average price um of a little caesar's so so they had to Hot, they had to raise the price of their hot and ready pizzas for the first time in 25 years. Yeah, they were always five bucks. By 11%, they had to raise it. So now it's like closer, closer to $6. Yeah, at least that's still a decent value. But man, when you go to Culver's or Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, one of the Chick-fil-A meals now, like the grilled sandwich where we're at is $10. Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a grilled club sandwich or whatever. Like, how? How is this possible? When you can go to a restaurant, a sit-down restaurant, and have a steak for 12. I know. Like, that's a better... Like, it does... Like... Fast food has gotten out of control, and a lot of it, I think, is because they're having to pay people more to work there, and so all the prices go up. I passed a Wendy's the other day, and they had this huge banner on the outside, and it said that they were hiring, and they would start at $16 an hour. $16 an hour! If you're a kid, like you should be elated to work these jobs, because you're actually getting paid a decent amount of money, you know, and you can make money quickly as a kid. But because they have to pay those employees to actually show up and do their job, then we've got to pay the price. Everything else goes up. I I just wish that, like, there's very few times in fast food you find those people that are amazing and they're working really hard and you love them. Like Nubia at our McDonald's, (laughs) best employee ever. Like, she makes your experience great. And so if you're paying more money for that, awesome. But when you're paying more money and still getting bad service, that's a problem. Yep. You know, but so that's, I mean, that's the one thing about Chick-fil-A is they might be more money, but their service is great and their people are mm-hmm. great and they train them really well. And so, and maybe that's a byproduct of their culture and their faith too. And so they work with excellence. So I, yeah, I, I get a little upset about it, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I am happier about being there than at other places <laughs> for sure. Great googly moogly. Great googly moogly. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show, and we're going to give you a chance to win a prize right now with a little great googly moogly. Gavin's going to ask Google an open-ended question because it always gives you like five auto responses. Our job is to guess uh, one of the answers on the top five 
list of these things. If we get the number one answer right, we get more points. If we match each other's answer, though, it negates our points. So here we go. Gavin, what do you got? All right. First question is, why does my house smell like blank? Mmm. Mm, okay. I've got my answer down. But again, if Betty Rock and I both guess the same thing, it's a problem. Well, wait a minute. I'm I not know. ready. I know. I'm not ready. Uh, why does my house smell like... Betty Rocks doesn't smell like anything other than candles. She has so that's many true. candles. It's amazing. Well, it's I can't like think Catholic of anything church. that's not. <laughs> I can't think of anything that's not like obvious. Okay. Like well, if you said, well, "Why does my da, 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 da. maybe you need to go yeah, for the obvious?" Might, yeah. or oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay. You go. On three, say our your answer. One, <laughs> One two, two, three. Dog. Because wet dog is the yes, worst. Yes, and I figured that Gavin, it's his Google search, so they would uh, look true. it up. So we just negated each other's answer. Was it number one? Well, it was number five, oh. actually. Number one was skunk. A lot of things what? on this list were very Duh. like smelly things, like yeah. rotten eggs, feet, sewer. I almost said feet. Oh yeah. my goodness. Gross. I was going to say feet, but I'm like, there's no way that's on there. Everything like near my shoes in the yeah. house, like that's a place you don't want to yeah. be. So. Why does my house smell like teenage boy? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Nicely done, Rocky. Totally hosed Good us. job, guys. Yeah, way to go, Wally. Yeah. You're the worst. Next question. How do I know if I've broken my blank? Oh, I got my answer. Okay. Because uh, this is uh, full from experience. <laughs> All right. Betty Rock, uh, do you have your answer? Yeah. One, two, three. Tailbone. Okay. Oh, we went, we went opposite ends of the spectrum. Did you say head? Yeah. yeah. How do I know if I've broken my head? Yeah, we went opposite ends of the spectrum there. Uh, both ends. Uh, covered. So <laughs> I, I figured Gavin, once again, has had high knee surgery a couple times on his tailbone. That's true. And I thought maybe Google would remember that because we haven't forgotten. <laughs> no, we haven't. Google. <laughs> okay, but surprisingly... Neither of your answers no. made the list what? because I never broke my tailbone. Because that's what I think people always wonder. Like, because you fall on your sit me down, uh-huh. and on your uh, sit me down. That's what my grandmother used to say. <laughs> oh, like, I just fell on my sit me down. That's adorable. Oh, that's cute. Uh, it is cute. And so, like, you're like, man, did I break that? It it, it really hurts, and I can't sit now. So, I'm, I what else made the list? So you had a collarbone, which yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't know how I you broke mine. Yeah, yeah, ankle, arm, nose, uh, and toe was the number one answer and toe makes sense because that's when you don't ever you can't really do anything no for. toe is tricky because you kick it really hard and you're like oh it's got to be broken yeah. and it'll be blue bruised and black and blue but then you're like i can still kind of bend it uh-huh. so then you just tape it to another toe and call it a day <laughs> all right so betty rock and i did not do well today not at all now, we're gonna do your round here and normally i'd say well one of us could help you we might be a detriment to you maybe <laughs> your answer will be the best or you can go with one of ours if you want to play great googly moogly eight five five 33-WAY-FM. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. We'll do it now. Gavin, make with the great Googly Moogly question, please. Okay, so the question is, why do I always crave blank? And this could be something you answer with a food item, a drink Mm. item, an emotional item, whatever you guys want. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay, this is definitely Uh, harder. Okay, so, so everyone think. Okay, so your answer is something salty. Okay, that's good. Oh, I got mine. Oh, I know what mine is for sure. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> okay, I hope Betty I didn't Rock write down what you in. said. Uh, there's no way. Okay, why do I always crave attention? Oh, <laughs> my God, that's what I said. <laughs> that is exactly what I said. I knew it. Oh, wow, you know me so well. Man, we've done that twice today.
Okay, okay. So we have attention, or you can go with your answer of something salty. Which do you want to go with, Amy? Salty. You're going with salty. Okay, so let's start with attention, since both of us said that. Gavin, did why do I always crave attention make the list? Attention was the number three answer. Good job. Had you gone with us, that was a guaranteed prize, but you're not out of it yet. If uh, something salty makes the top five, you win a prize. If it's the number one, you win two. Okay. So, Gavin, with that, did something salty make the list? Salty Snacks was the number five oh, answer. Oh, did it. Okay. Well, you did it, Amy. That counts. You win a prize, uh, Amy. Nicely done. Great. Well, I'm dying to know what was number one, then. Number one was chocolate, which I think oh, does make a lot of sense. Oh. But then yeah. you had spicy food. And then after attention, love was one of the answers oh, as well. Yeah. Well, that's why I do the attention, to get love. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Says so much about me. All right, well, Amy, congratulations. You are a winner today on Great Googly Moogly. Thank you. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show, and we can turn back time. It's Time Capsule Tuesday. As we are going to go back in time here with three songs, Betty Rock, Gavin, and myself have each picked a song from a year, and what's fun is you'll get to hear them, maybe reminisce about them, and then go, oh, that one connects with me, and you'll get to decide which song we play. Kind of a throwback, okay? So with that said, let's start with Gavin. Uh, We're going back to the year Betty chose 1997. Uh, Gavin just barely alive. Two years old. Two year old oh, Gavin. Goodness. What was two year old Gavin bumping in his crib? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. And the, literally his crib, not his house. <laughs> whatever right. the Blues Clues theme song was <laughs> was my jam. But the song I chose because I found this a little later on when I started getting into music and Christian music. I went with a DC Talk song, which you know features no. Toby Mac. Kevin Michael Max, Tate. Michael Tate, when they were their own band. And the song is called What If I Stumble. Not a bad selection, Gavin. I love this song. I always like that little note, make fools of us. <laughs> like, uh, it's the softer side. You don't like this, Rob? Uh, yeah, I, 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 think it's, I think it's fair to not love it's it. It's a little. Oh, <laughs> it's sensitive. Yeah. It's, you don't like sensitive. <laughs> I do from them. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so the next one, we're going to go to you, Lady Rock. What is your offering this for This one was popular back in 1997. It was Jackie Velasquez with On My Knees. Oh, this was huge. This was a ginormous song. And you heard it sung all the time at your local church. Oh, absolutely. And there are some radio stations you still hear it in heavy rotation. Because <laughs> they're stuck there in 97. Oh, what up, oh. fish? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> my goodness. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, Jackie Velasquez, I, like, I've always liked her. She went on to be in radio. She went on to do a morning show and stuff, too. And she's yeah. super nice. Uh, Competition. Yeah, exactly, fish. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I went with another uh, like icon in the Christian <laughs> industry, uh, this little lady, Amy Grant. Do you? This is post Baby Baby. So Baby Baby was the song she, in quotes, I'm doing air quotes, sold out on. Uh, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's the devil, the female devil. She went to the dark side. And then this song came out in 97. 
So it's these are your three 90s. choices. Yeah, oh yeah. What if I stumble DC Talk on my knees, Jackie Velasquez, or it takes a little time, Amy Grant? You get to make the call right now as to which song we uh, travel back in time with on Time Capsule Tuesday. 855 33 Way FM. That's 855 33 Way FM. Majority rules, and you might be the one that pushes it over the top. 855 33 Way FM. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. Linda, welcome to Time Capsule Tuesday. You've heard the three songs, What If I Stumble, DC Talk, On My Knees, Jackie Velasquez, or Takes a Little Time, Amy Grant. Those are the songs that we have all put up. Which song do you want to hear today on Way FM? Oh, definitely, DC Talk, What If I Stumble, one of my Favorite, favorite group. Oh, this is a good song, too, man. This is the softer side of DC Talk, because they had the rap rock thing going. Uh, but this was like, hey, what if I stumble? What if I fall? This was Kevin Max's Time to Shine. It really was, actually. Yeah, and they pulled Toby's vocals way back in the mix on this one. Uh, but yeah, it's a good song, and I actually th- I love the meaning of this song. Why did you like it so much? Well, that's about the time I started to listen to um, Christian music. It just kind of like spoke to me. Because it's like, what if I stumble? And I was a new Christian, you know? Oh, that makes total sense. It's a great question. Still a great question today. So here we go, back to 1997. It's DC Talk, What If I Stumble? And Linda has proclaimed it. It was closer than I thought, actually. We were tied between all three people till you, Linda. So you put it over the top. So thank you. Yay! Thank you, sir. Is this one for the people? Is this one for the Lord? You are simply serenade for things I must afford. You can jumble them together, my conflict still remains. Holiness is calling in the midst of courting fame. Cause I see the trust in their eyes. Oh, the skies. In my family, we kind of have a motto, and it's finish strong. And I wanted to instill the idea in my daughter from a young age that it's easy to start something, but it's harder to see it through to the end. But when you do, it feels so good. I started and finished two degrees at Colorado Christian University, and I'm so glad I did. So why not start your degree in 2023 so you can do more in 2024? Some of CCU's degrees can be completed in a little over a year. Like in the healthcare industry, you can finish your RN to BSN online nursing program with nine courses in as little as 14 months without changing your work schedule. Plus, if you started somewhere else and have not finished yet, make this your year to get it done. CCU has a generous policy for transferring credits from other colleges. In fact, you can even get a scholarship for transferring credits. So don't put it off another day, because when 2024 rolls around, you could be finishing up a degree or wishing you had started in 2023. Colorado Christian University is a nonprofit impact partner committed to cultivating the mind without compromising the heart. Getting the facts mostly right. Even Woody and Buzz got under each other's plastic. Wasn't well, Woody made out of cloth? Yeah, I appreciate you, maybe now's not the time. That's our commitment to you. It's news-ish on The Wally Show. People in California were treated to a, like, nighttime sky show as there were streaks of light flashing Ooh, across the sky. Fun. I always love stuff like that until it's aliens. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, like, all fun for a minute, and then you're like, wait, did we just get... 
uh, abducted, okay, uh, or invaded. <laughs> so uh, a bunch of people were posting on social media. They called the news about it. It turns out it wasn't a UFO bummer. It was uh, a pollution. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You're not wrong, actually. Really? It was space junk falling to Earth. Oh, my. Space pollution. Yeah, because we have so many things that are going, like so many satellites and so much stuff we put up in space. You got the space station and stuff like that. And what will happen is things will sometimes break off. Sometimes they will jettison stuff into space. Oh, gosh. And it, the plan is to either send it to deep space or to let it come through the atmosphere and burn Ooh. up. Ah. And that was the case with this thing. Apparently, the it was part of uh, equipment from the space station. It was bolted onto it at one point. Uh, it was the Japanese section. It was a radio antenna that they used to uh, send signals back and forth. And they said, yeah, it's just sitting around uh, on the space station for about three years, circling it. And then they went, all right, let's free it up for more equipment space. And they jettisoned it into space. And then it's just sitting there. And eventually it starts falling to Earth. But it took about three and a half years for it to break out of orbit to fall to Earth. Yeah, they they basically, it's no different than like rolling up to a stoplight, rolling down your window and chucking a Big Mac box out. Yeah. Yeah. Or being like, you know what? This couch doesn't suit me any longer. I'm going to put it in the back of the truck and I'm just going to throw throw it out the, at the next stop sign. Yeah. But I guess where it burns up in the atmosphere, they're like, <laughs> okay, it's really not like polluting or something. Yeah, but it could hit someone's house or hit someone's head, and then who yeah. are you going to sue? Some pieces NASA. did make it to uh, Earth that they didn't uh, break up in the atmosphere and, or burn up, and they made it to Earth, and they think that they fell uh, somewhere like in Yosemite uh, National Park. So. That's terrible. Start a fire. Good grief. Hit a, hit a bear. Bear's like, oh what was that? Who did that? You know? That's true. We need, uh, what is his name? Smokey the Smokey Bear? The bear. Yeah. We need a version of that for space. Yeah, apparently there are 20,000 <laughs> objects that are orbiting orbiting Earth right now. Uh, and so having like one, you know, of these things come into the atmosphere, they say, that's not uncommon. Like it's like NASA's like, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> I'd so. call it irresponsible. Yeah. yeah. So even though most of the space junk burnt up, uh, some parts of it hit Earth. I'd like to collect that. Like that'd be kind of fun. No. Yeah. If you have something from the space station. It's that just trash. Survived- space trash. Yeah, but it's space trash. Exactly. Gavin, yeah. you're right on point. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, It's probably not worth anything, but no. it would be kind of fun. I'm surprised like meteorites, like some meteorites, like that's so cool. And they're like, oh, that's a rock. But then some are worth thousands of dollars, Like I think, or, or maybe even more than that. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun, too. No. I used to watch a show on collecting meteorites. There's a show of for everything. Of course you did. There is a TV show for everything <laughs> if you just uh, search hard enough. And I, it was Meteorite Men. Uh, and it was such meteorite a, Men. Yeah, it was wow. such a great show. But anyway, uh, so, okay. Crisis averted. There is no uh, UFOs. It was just space junk. <laughs> Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. Betty Rock, tell me when you were a kid, because you were an only child, did you get to make decisions for the family? Like, did you weigh in on things, and did they let you? Oh, uh, very minor things. Really? Nothing, nothing major. Okay. Mm-mm. Like, because no. like uh, I came across this list of decisions that kids get to weigh in on, and see if maybe this jogs your memory. Okay. And same for you, Gavin. But you had more siblings, and so you can't let one kid rule that thing. Yeah, and we like moved around a lot, so like decisions on you know certain things in the home, they're like, no, we're moving yeah. in two years, we can't do that. Right. Okay. Well, like how to decorate your room? Did you get to decide oh. that as a kid? Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. I told my dad I wanted to do a daisy theme. Nice. And he drew a huge daisy on my wall. Did he really? Oh. Is he good at drawing? Yeah. Really, really wasn't good. like a bad Danny daisy. Ray is good at drawing? Yeah. This guy, he's a renaissance man. <laughs> he can do anything. That's amazing. Was it a daisy coming out of a monster truck or what? Like. Oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> just a, a pickup truck. Okay, <laughs> let's all not right. get crazy. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, like, uh, which toppings to get for the pizza? Did no. you ever get to the site? Now, Danny Ray made that call. Yeah. yeah. Two Blossom, you're going to learn to like anchovies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, my daughter uh, actually got to decide a, a house for us to not buy. That's what? crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I tell you the story, you might not think it's so crazy. Okay, so we were looking at this house, and we liked this house. Like, this is really great. So we go upstairs to show her her room. We're like, this would be your room on the corner back here all to yourself. It's pretty great, huh? And she looks out the window, and there was a, a you could see from her window, a 1800 cemetery. Oh no! And mm. that was her reaction too. Uh-uh. She's like, "I am not living here. <laughs> there is no way I am going to live in this house." Like she put her little eight-year-old foot down. I mean, did you hesitate for a minute and be like, "Listen, like you're a child, you can't make that decision," or were you like, "Okay, yeah. the decision's been made." For a minute, I was like, "All right, that's silly. There's nothing to be scared of an 1800s graveyard. The stone wall is pretty cool. You know, like it's I thought, it was, yeah, exactly. Like I thought it was kind of cool. But then I, I put myself into her." place as an eight-year-old kid looking at that out your window and I thought I used to run to take the trash out and I would run as fast as I could to get back in the house in the dark and I'm like you know what that could traumatize her we're gonna pass on that house so she got to make the decision though wow I don't know if any other kid could say that yeah I don't know so that's why we're gonna do are you kidding me right now are you kidding me are you kidding me are you kidding me right now all right, this is where we talk to only kids. I love talking to kids because I like your honesty. And so if you're a kid, you can call. Get your parents' permission if you need to. But what is the last thing you got to make a decision on in the house? Did you get to call vacation? Maybe your parents let you decide where you're going? Yeah. Did you get to decide on the house you're going to live in? I don't know. Maybe you got to decide on what you were going to name your next sibling. I love that. Uh, my neighbors did that. And they, no. they vetoed it, though, because their daughter for their uh, newborn came up with heart flower baby bunger. And so. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I still call that kid Heartflower Baby Bunger <laughs> to this day. All right, so there you go. What is it? If you're a kid, what is the last decision you got to help make for the family? 855-33-WAY-FM. Again, if you need to ask your parents' permission, please do that. Uh, but we love having you on the show. 855-33-WAY-FM for Are You Kidding Me? Israel, what was the last decision you got to help make the family make? Uh, I think um, the last decision was that I got to make was when I was playing my Oculus, you might not know what it is, but it's like this VR thing. My mom just letting me decide if I was going to stay home or not. Okay, so what you're doing virtual reality with your Oculus and your mom gave you the choice of whether or not to go to school or stay home and play? Yeah, but not the choice of school or stay home. It was the choice to go to the dump. The, the dump, dump or not, I got to tell you, dude, you missed out. Like, the virtual <laughs> reality is going to be there forever, but it doesn't have smell-o-vision, you know? Like, when you go to the dump, you get the sights, the sounds, the big equipment, you get the smell, and you get to root through stuff and find treasure. Ugh. Like, the dump is a gold mine of goodness, man. Next time you get the choice, go to the dump. I mean, you could go to a virtual dump, but that's not as good. One man... Uh, dump is another man's treasure. That's exactly right, Israel. You you are so right. You need to go. <laughs> Promise me if you ever get the chance to go to a dump again, you'll go and you'll bring something home. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to do it, dude. <laughs> so great. What was the last decision you got to make for the family, Annie? I got to name my dog. Oh, that's good. Okay. Hey. What kind of dog is it? Uh, Golden Doodle. Golden Doodle. Ooh. Those are really nice. Now, was the dog given just for you or was it for the whole family? It was 
was for the whole family for Christmas. Okay, but you got to name it. That's a big responsibility. Remember how God had Adam do all that stuff? That's and, right. And then yeah. he came up with dog, like, somehow. I don't know how. So now, How did you get the privilege of getting to name him? Why not anybody else? Well, my dad wanted to name her Teddy Roosevelt because that's his favorite president. <laughs> well, good thing you shot that down, Annie. <laughs> my mom wanted to to name her Teddy because she like, looks like a teddy bear. Okay, alright. So, so far, not Teddy the most uh, you creative parents, Annie. What'd you end up going with? Teddy Rose. Teddy Rose? Teddy Rose? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Is it a boy dog? It's a girl. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, because I'm like, I'm like, boy, that's unfortunate. No, I that's really cute, Annie, because, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, that's a man's name. Yeah. And then Teddy, that sounds like a boy's name. So Teddy Rose yeah. is kind of like finding that compromise, and it works for a girl. Yeah. I think you did so well with that, Annie. You should be allowed to name your next sibling. No more siblings in our house. Okay, all right. Mom just shot that down. Well, that's no fun. Damn, Mom. Damn. <laughs> So, Evie, first of all, how old are you? I'm 11, sir. 11 years old, and you're very polite. I like you. Uh, so, all right, Evie, what was the... Look, she's still going. All right, so what was the last decision that you got to make for the family? So, when I was on spring break, I got to stay one more day in El Paso so I could see my uncle's art show. Now, the good thing about this is, though, is if you're making this decision for the whole family, you don't necessarily have to pay the extra fee for the hotel right, room. Yeah. You don't have to pay for the extra food. That's where your parents come in, right, Evie? No, not really, because we usually stay in my grandma's house. Oh, okay. That's great. So you're just an inconvenience for one extra day for Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't mean that, Evie. I didn't mean you. I meant the rest of the family. (laughs) Hey, Evie, thanks for being on the show with us today. You're the best. Thank you. I'll never forget taking my first compassion trip, and we went to Ghana, Africa. When we got there to the site, there was this little girl. She was six years old. I later found out her name was Vivian, and she would not let go of my hand. She followed me everywhere I went on that site. And later, I got to uh, meet her family. I met her mother and her siblings, and they all lived in this little mud hut. I mean, it wasn't big at all. And when I looked at Vivian, she had the biggest smile on her face face and she was just happy to be there just happy to be with us and it made such an impact in my life that I wanted to sponsor her right then and there (laughs) because of my sponsorship for Vivian through compassion I'm able to write letters back and forth with her I'm now getting updated photos and now I think she's even taller than me which is crazy to think but I'm also able to see how my sponsorship is providing the food clean water and other support that she needs and her family needs to live the best life possible And I can only imagine now with the pandemic, war and weather disasters, there are so many other families like Vivian's who are dealing with hunger. So maybe you want to make an impact and sponsor your own Vivian. Just click the compassion banner when you go to wayfm.com. Uplifting WayFM. If no news is good news, this is great news. That's not really a joke. I disagree. I find it hilarious. It's news-ish on The Wally Show. What you got, Sir Gavin? Everyone handles social media in a different way. Some of us use it to simply scroll and see entertaining stories or cute cat videos. Me! And not post. (laughs) But there are a select few out there that are non-stop posters, which isn't wrong, 
it's your right to post all of your vacation right. photos and sure. videos, and, but it's also my right to be annoyed that it's taking up my entire news feed. And to block you. Yeah. That's yeah. a tough thing, man. Like, especially like we have, I don't have personal social media. I just have the work one. Uh-huh. And there's times where I'll start, I'll shoot something, I'll start to post it. And I literally have this conversation in my head. I go, no one's going to care. And I delete it. Like, and, yeah. and I delete. I think more people should at least have that inner monologue. Yeah. Where like, Will someone really care about this, or do I just want do I just want the attention on me? Like, ooh, look at me! You right, because I have been to places where I've looked over and I have seen younger people um, taking pictures of their plates yeah. with food on it. I'm like. Is anybody really going to care what you're eating? Right. I don't think so. The only time I do that is if I have something funny to say, and uh-huh. I'm usually texting a friend because it's like an inside joke yeah. or something, like something that most people wouldn't know or care right. about. And like, I, I don't post a lot on on this, on this our show page, really. When I do, it gets a lot of, you know, like hits and views, but because, because I limit what I post to hopefully only be things that matter. Right. You know, it's like that someone goes, oh, that's funny, or I care about that. You know? Yeah. I think the world is a better place when people do think a little bit longer and post maybe more high quality yes, stuff or high quality for, thoughts. Go for quality, not quantity, I think. It should be the rule with, with social media. But when it comes to quantity, I found a list of the things that people think that we're all guilty of oversharing online. Okay. So the first thing was stuff tied to your relationship. If you yeah. just met somebody and you post five things every day about how much you love blah 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 like it's gonna get gross and if you use the term hubby oh i know i will backslap you (laughs) betty hates that so much yesterday how about hubbers (laughs) is hubbers okay (laughs) (laughs) i like that one uh the next thing was people posting too many photos of their kids yeah. 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 Like you're like I get that you're proud of them and that's wonderful. But the thing is is your kid to other people is like every other kid. Well, here's what's interesting though. I've heard conversations between like my wife and friends where the mom will post something from their child and they literally will have a conversation later go, Hey, did you see the post about, you know, so and so? And my wife be like, Yeah, I did. She's like, Oh, why didn't you like it? Like, seriously, what are we, teenage girls here? Oh. Like, all wow. right, let's not let's not do that. <laughs> And the last thing, or the, I guess the, the biggest thing people think we overshare on is political views. Oh, no. It's, we can never have enough of that. <laughs> I, think we, I think we can. Well, yeah. the thing is, too, you're never going to change someone's no, mind no. by your status on Facebook or Instagram That's the or thing, man. Like, the, the online is not where you actually have a quality debate about mm. something to change somebody's mind. You're just basically posting it because it gives you a megaphone right. to sound off about something you want. But very little, very rarely is anybody's mind changed in social media yeah. about something. So it's not the place for it. It's not, it's not a great forum for that. All it does is breed anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, that's, and that is even more divisive and that's more problematic. So yeah, I guess those are some good thoughts as you're getting ready to post today. Just maybe have this conversation run through your head and maybe it'll uh, adjust what you actually put online. What doesn't kill you makes you Uplifting Way FM. This is The Wally Show. That obviously is Kelly Clarkson. And sadly, she's kind of having to live out this song a little bit in her life. She just filed for divorce. And I bring this up not to be tabloidy or judgy, but divorce is something that affects a lot of people that listen to this show. And as believers, we're not immune to it. And so she has two kids with her husband. And her turning point was when she asked herself if she would want what was going on and what she was going through in her life for her daughter, and she said no. 
you know, oh. and that that perspective was like, okay, I'm calling this, you know. Oh, so you mean like what was going on between her and her husband? Right, she which, didn't want her daughter walking through. Or that. no, to ever live through that, like as oh. an adult kind of thing. Oh, okay. And like, yeah, and so, and, and I'm like, okay, because we don't know the ins and outs of it, so that's why I'm saying this isn't like right. a judgy thing, but inside the church, it, 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 divorce is one of those issues that we've kind of stigmatized. You know, there's a verse, God hates divorce, or we've, we've had that concept out there, and the subtext of that is, if you get divorced, then you didn't work hard enough, so God must hate you. And nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, hear me, because sometimes people hear part of a sentence, and they'll take away from that. Well, God, Wally said, God hates you if you've been divorced. No, I'm saying the exact opposite of that. Right. I want to be very clear here. Right. Uh, Nothing could be further from the truth. So, uh, you know, I, I would hear from people who have been through this, and, you know, I'd love to hear from you because maybe you can offer some hope or some spec- uh, perspective to others who might find themselves walking in, through this or in this position and find themselves being judged by someone else for their actions. And so that's why we do this. What I wish people knew about divorce, like for Kelly Clarkson, she actually said the thing about divorce is especially having to live it publicly. It's like people think they know everything, but the hardest part is this was not an overnight decision. Mm. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, you wrestle through this stuff and and it's painful. There's a lot of sleepless, hard nights on both sides, you know, and then when it comes to this decision, it doesn't, most people don't get there lightly. Yeah. You know, and so that's the thing. That's what we're throwing out here. So maybe you've walked through this and your perspective on this might actually help somebody else who's kind of facing it right now. So what I wish people knew about divorce, 855-33-WAY-FM. We'll just hear your experience with this and what you think. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. Have you been through this? Yes, I have. I got divorced because my marriage had gotten so emotionally damaging. I loved him. He loved me, but we could just never be on the same page about anything it felt like. And when it got to the point that, you know, there was physical abuse, it was like, okay, I'm done. I don't deserve that. God loves me enough that I shouldn't be physically abused. I shouldn't be emotionally abused. So I have to get out of this. I was taught that you don't even divorce for those reasons. You know, those aren't reasons given in the Bible. And I was blessed that my church has a counseling center and was able to walk me through it and show me how God loves me in spite of getting divorced for reasons other than what's given in the Bible. Well, Jerry, I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story and your perspective because somebody else is probably wrestling through this right now and they're really not sure, and you might have just kind of helped them out or given them a little bit of clarity. Thank you. Thank you. So what's yours? So, yeah, I've been going to therapy, and my therapist told me statistically divorce is sometimes more painful than death. And they say it's because you're grieving the person that you thought they were. I was friends with my now ex-husband for like five years. We met each other taking our police exam together. And two years into the marriage, it was like a switch went off in his head and he was not the person I thought he was. I left for affairs and domestic violence and I had four children. I didn't want them to grow up without their dad. So I stayed and I cry all the time because I just, think back to all the good times like what happened like where is that person because part of me feels like he passed away it's interesting that you bring this up because we just had a lady that we work with come in and go oh wow you guys are talking about divorce today and she was sharing her story about being divorced and i didn't even know she had been and she teared up and it was like you're 17 years and it was years ago but it's still i mean it all came back fresh for her and she said the same thing it's kind of like 
this death and you feel guilt or shame. But she said one of the things that her counselor had told her was like that verse about nothing can separate you from the love of God. So you think you're too far gone. You think you've messed up, but nothing could be farther from the truth. And really, as a church, that's where we need to shine with grace and kindness, you know, for women that are walking through this and men, too. And I also want to say, like, forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. If you are in danger, you can forgive that person, but do not stay. I absolutely get that. Well, man, Francesca, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I appreciate Like Normally, we laugh about stuff because you're wicked yeah. funny, uh, but thank I really you. appreciate your perspective on this because it might help somebody out today, so thank you. I hope it does. Thank you for having me. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. Going to do a little photo op, and you can kind of follow along and see the photos we're talking about at uh, wayfm.com. And uh, what this is, is I get uh, the gang to send me the last photo that they took on their phone and then give me the story behind it. And uh, we'll start with Gavin. Describe your photo that you took, please, and what was going on. So this is a picture of my wife. We are at a pizza restaurant, like our favorite pizza restaurant of all time. It's called Hideaway Pizza. She's holding her fork and this plate that's got like a goofy cartoon character with like it's super cool wily hair yeah. i love it and so at this restaurant what they do that's kind of cool and unique is at the end of your meal they serve you with like you know plastic cups you can take the plastic cup home with you you get nice. your little memorabilia from hideaway pizza but when i was walking to the bathroom as i do often <laughs> i asked my my waitress i was like would it be cool is it possible if i could take the plate home yeah afterwards as well it's a cool plate this is a cool plate and my wife was like i love this thing and she said no oh so, yeah not, not to boo the restaurant or anything yeah. but i was i was like you can yeah. afford to lose one or two plates i, I like because i read his post and like i thought it was leading up to and so a plate magically appeared at my house like i thought she shoved it in her purse which i know is wrong no, i wouldn't do that i know it's wrong i but didn't I, do that i really was disappointed that that's not how that ended because <laughs> uh we were on a disney cruise and somehow a four set of uh plastic disney cups made it into my cupboard and i still suspect my wife um, <laughs> uh, betty rock what's yours so, uh, my cat, Buford Beans, we got this package in the mail, and he loves the boxes. Loves all the boxes. But this one box he was really fond of. He His little bottom can fit in it, and he just Aww. loves to rummage around in it. Anyways, it was starting to get a little mm, janky. So, I decided to uh, clean it all up, and I wrapped it with some wrapping paper, and I wrote on the side of it, Buford Beans' box. Love and it. then some, put some headlights on the front of it, like with yellow paper to make it look like he's driving a car and oh, he loves yeah. it. Hey, Way to go, Buford. He's a cool looking cat. He looks like a little lion. And I just love that you spent that amount of time <laughs> on well, a craft I, project. I did have like this out of body experience at one point where I was like, what am I doing with my life? Where have I gone wrong? <laughs> no, I think it's cute. Uh, mine is me holding a shovel with something on it. Uh, this actually came from our trip with Compassion International and we were at Amos's house. He's this really cool kid that walks for an hour and a half through basically the savannah to uh, get to school and to get to the compassion project. He wants to be a doctor and like he's a sponsored kid and his life has gotten better because somebody has chosen to sponsor him. It's such a powerful uh, testimony to what compassion does Uh, but one of his jobs is to clean out the goat pen and so I had to shovel uh, the goat 
poop, uh, <laughs> you know, for him. And I jumped right in. I didn't hesitate. Uh, but what you see is there's a little movement on the shovel, but what you don't see is Betty Rock running for her life because <laughs> oh, I'm that- chasing her <laughs> with a shovel full of goat poop. And I knew where it was going. <laughs> yeah, you did. 15 years has, ta- has taught me many things. And one of those is when you have a shovel of poop, yep. I need to run, Just run. In the opposite direction. And that's exactly what she did. If you want to see these photos that we've been talking about, just text the word photo to 91979 and we'll send you the link. That's photo to 91979. And also, too, if you want to check out like the work that Compassion does, because we're huge fans of them, and we're going to do a, an event coming up here in a few months to get kids sponsored, but you can even jump ahead and say, hey, I, I love this, too. I want to sponsor a kid. You can do that at wayfm.com as well. Betty Rock, does the name Lonnie Frisbee mean anything to you? Not really. Well, it didn't to me either until I saw the new Irwin Brothers film, Jesus Revolution. It's that one that's like faith-based, and it's not the usual like faith-based film. Yes, it's a movie that tells the faith story of Pastor Greg Laurie after meeting this hippie preacher named Lonnie Frisbee. And what's cool is it's kind of all true. It was set in the 60s and 70s during the Jesus movement. And I'm telling you, Rock, you would absolutely love the soundtrack. It's really good. Your dad raised you on that stuff. (laughs) What did you like about the movie? I liked that the movie's about a guy searching for identity and inclusion and truth and even though it's set in the 70s, man, it's exactly what people are looking for today and the answer is Jesus. It's the same then as it is now. And I also really liked that it didn't paint a perfect picture of the church either. Really? Yeah, like it showed men's egos kind of getting in the way of God and it showed the intolerance of people inside of faith but it also showed that despite that if we just get out of the way, revival is possible. So what did you not like about the movie? That I wasn't in it. Uh, <laughs> like that bothered me a little bit. I got to tell you, the Irwins, uh, they cast Kelsey Grammer and he's great. They got Jesus from The Chosen. I mean, that's a great get, but they could have had me for a whole lot less. But in the end, man, I really thought it was a great movie. If you want to check it out and hopefully enjoy it as much as Wally did, it's in theaters right now. Uplifting Way FM. If it ain't broke. It's what your people magazine would sound like with a southern accent. Don't fix it. It's the Rock Report with Betty Rock. I what? I just heard that intro. How long have you been playing that? Oh, for a while. We got a few of them. The country accent. Yeah. I don't have a country. Well, I do. I, I, you know what? Shoot fire. What are you talking in Tarnation about? I try to hide it, oh, but yeah. you're you showing it out. I don't okay, know why. It. Anyways. Here's my pertinent story to a grasshopper. <laughs> Play the banjo. Okay, let me, can I just... <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. Now, I see you reaching for... Let me do my story. Great. This is serious. I know. You're the one who brought attention to well, it. Because, no, he's the one that did, because I never even <laughs> Is that really necessary? It kind of is at this it's point. It's not. Okay, so what do you got? I need respect. Yeah, I respect you. <laughs> you do I not. respect y'all. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and do this. Okay. okay, actress Gwyneth Paltrow will be making an appearance in court for a 2016 hit and run she's been sued for. Oh, wow. The incident happened at a ski resort in Utah. Oh, so, not even a car? No, it wasn't. It didn't involve a car at all. Uh, where Terry Sanderson, the man suing Paltrow, <laughs> he claims that she slammed into him, causing him to suffer a concussion and broken ribs and wants $3.1 million in restitution. What? Did no one tell him to back up Terry? Yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> yeah, like, it's kind of one of those things, like, I, I've always just assumed, like, when you go to a ski resort it's every man for himself and you oh, yeah i've watched people get just laid out yeah. and you just assume well that's what your insurance is for and you could get hurt
hurt here. Right. And I didn't know you could sue somebody. But I bet, I, I well, I wonder, would he have made such a big stink about it if he hadn't known that that was Gwyneth Oh, Paltrow, yeah. If it was just know? a ham and egger, no. Right. He, he knows he can have. get money out right. of the situation. Right. Well, Paltrow will take the stand in her own defense, claiming that the opposite was actually true, that Sanderson oh. actually caused the collision oh, and that her ski snap. instructor can back that up. Oh, oh, she has a ski instructor. That's bougie. Okay, you just, when you bring your, I'd like to call to the stand my ski instructor, <laughs> the price that he's suing you for just went up a, like at least a uh, hundred grand. Exactly. And while Sanderson may want millions from Gwyneth Paltrow, the judge claims that the most he can get, if he even wins, is $300,000 since the judge states Sanderson isn't entitled to any punitive damages. Like if somebody sued us for $300,000, like that would be devastating. Yeah. You know, for her, it's like, okay, I can make this go away, but she shouldn't have to. No. I mean, like I've watched little kids take out adults. They just come bombing down the thing <laughs> and they just lay them out and then everyone's kind of like, ow. And then, you know, right. and then you, you just fill out the incident report and you go home. Right. Well, we'll see how the judge decides, but yeah. I don't know who's going to win just yet. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, well, yeah, I'm curious how that goes, so keep following that. And also, too, this is really important. Sorry. You're not sorry. If you're doing it, you're not sorry. You can't just follow it with a sorry. Sorry, sorry I didn't do it earlier. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for y'all's least of those. <laughs> I'm in love. I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. Uplifting. Way FM, this is The Wallace Show. And it'd be nice if in our relationships we never had disagreements and everything was always perfect and hunky-dory, but that's just not life. He's so nice, though. It would be. It yeah. would be very nice, but, I mean, women have to deal with men, and that's... Oh, you know, it's well, funny. I was going to say it'd be nice if women could admit when they were wrong, just once, <laughs> in 31 years. Well, the problem is, is that we're never wrong, yeah. so then we don't have anything to apologize for. That's what my wife says, too, uh, <laughs> but that's not necessarily true. Uh, so, I came across this article that was talking about how to, like argue constructively Ooh. in your relationship how mm -hmm. to deal with things and uh, they had things uh, first mid-argument I love yous uh, <laughs> if you need uh, you know to storm out of the room you have to say I love you first so you keep the place a pigsty yeah. I love you yeah well it's funny because I was watching this one like sitcom and the daughter's mad at the dad. She goes, I hate you. And she storms up to her room. And he, in the same tone, goes, well, I love you. You know? Oh. And it was it was like super, like your heart just broke. Oh. Like, oh, because that's how <laughs> kids do you. Uh, you know? <laughs> Uh, this was another one. Whisper fights. Uh, when things get heated, you're not allowed to talk above a whisper. I can't stand when you yeah. do that thing. Because then you start <laughs> laughing about it, you know, and it kind of oh, breaks okay. the tension of I it like a little that. bit. Yeah, like these are a couple ways that I thought I've never thought of that before. I was always taught never go to bed mad, angry. Right. Uh, you know, but stuff these like that. ideas are very creative. Yeah, I, and and I'm curious, like, if you come up with something like that in your relationship to help you navigate the disagreements. For for me, it's just shove it all down into a tight little ball <laughs> oh, and, and push it way, way down so and pretend nothing bothers you <laughs> and just give in. No, but if you have plenty of uh, marriage years under your yeah. belt, maybe there's this tip that you could give to other couples on how you can disagree, but very constructively and, in, and to have respect for both parties. Yeah, constructive confrontation. Yeah. Okay. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. That's how you can be on the show with us. We love having you on, especially too, uh, something like this might be really, really beneficial to somebody like that maybe in, is in this room and has been married for a long time. Yeah. <laughs>
You could, you could help them. Uh, you or Gavin? <laughs> uh, he's been married a long time. Yeah, yeah well, pro- probably true. me. Well. Uh, uh, 855-33-WAY-FM. So I'm curious, Lauren, have you come up with some kind of system for disagreeing in your relationship that helps out? Something we try to do is when you're disagreeing, it's easy to get in that rut of everything they do is wrong. They're not doing anything right. But to point out the positive things that they are doing. Or I appreciate you washing the dishes. And by the time you start doing that, just a few times, you know, each of you, um, we've noticed that the disagreement will just kind of dissipate. Yeah, that's an interesting thing, kind of that concept. If, if you're at work, you give somebody a compliment, a criticism, and then a compliment, you know, the Oreo sandwich. And I think that's a really good thing in relationships where you're like, look, hey, thank you so much for doing the dishes. Sure, you're a lousy father, but I really appreciate you uh, uh, walking the dog, you know? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Yeah, something kind of like that. <laughs> Penny, what is a way that you constructively handle confrontation in your relationship? Well, my husband and I have been married 32, almost 33 years, and we are both very strong-willed, stubborn people. And when we can't reach an agreement, we sit down and have a big spoon talk. And whoever's holding the big spoon gets to talk, say their piece. The other person cannot interrupt. All they can do is nod their head and listen. (laughs) And when the person has said what they need to say, they hand the relinquish the spoon to the other person, and then they get to say what they need to say. And it goes back and forth and back and forth until you get something resolved. And we've incorporated that with our children as well. Our our daughter's 25, and she disagrees with us on things, and now we've got three people in the Big Spoon Talk. You know what? I think this is a good idea, actually. (laughs) I know this is a really (laughs) weird question to ask, but do you have a certain designated spoon to be... The spoon? Absolutely. It's the big wooden spoon that probably would be great for paddling someone's rear if you needed to. <laughs> well, that's if all goes south. You got an out. Maybe use a pool noodle. Uh, like, yeah, pool holding the pool noodle. <laughs> a, tea, a teaspoon. A teaspoon. What is your advice to handling constructive confrontation in a relationship, Wendy? What I have learned over time, and I've been married almost 14 years to my husband, and we were married once before, and we did not kind of follow good argument rules and we wound up divorced and we wound up remarried again oh that's an unusual story hmm. how's it going the second time around have you learned anything and that is kind of where this comes from sometimes it is truly better to just allow the other person to be wrong for example (laughs) they see something on the news and they hear it one way and you hear it another way and you're pretty sure that your way is right It's better just not to argue with them about it. I have actually started implementing this in my relationship kind of subtly and not really thinking about it. Really? Yeah, like my wife has things that she has misinformation on huh. and, and and I do too uh, okay, from time good, to time. you know it. Okay. Yeah, and so like I literally have been like, okay, is this like a serious issue? Like if she's wrong about this one thing, this one point of a story, it doesn't matter, you right. know? But she's not as like lenient on that. Like I'll be telling a story and I'll be like, so last winter we were and she's like, it's summer. So last summer <laughs> I was wearing flip-flops. She's like, they were slides. So last summer I was wearing slides and we were at the beach. We were in the mountains. Last summer I I'm wearing slides at the mountains. Okay, stop it. You just tell a story. That's what I've done. And so I've learned how frustrating that is. And so now when she tells things that maybe aren't accurate, I'm like, if it's not integral to it, I'm just going to let it go. Like, it's okay. And I'm happier. She's happier. It works. Well, and also, that's a change from the past when you didn't want to lose an argument. You actually would pull out your phone and Google it and then shove it in her face Mm -hmm. and say, look, I'm right. Not the healthiest. I was right more than I was wrong, but 
but still not healthy. Uh, so, yeah, that's great advice, Wendy. We appreciate you being on and helping us out today. You're a marriage expert twice over. Well, you know, I try. <laughs> Well, that's the end, but it doesn't have to be. Check out our Aftercast. It's new stuff you didn't hear in the podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes as well as connect with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search Wally Show. And be sure to join our exclusive potty Facebook group. You can find the link in the description of this podcast. And thanks to Colorado Christian University Online and United Faith Mortgage for supporting what we do.